So I'm going to send into the chat my my man of this week. Uh, so that then, because Kieran already reacted to it and pointed out um, something that I did not notice. So maybe uh, Kieran's best brain is on it. So here you go, Yulia. You can then see. Oh. I put it into the group chat. And this is um, <laughs> someone that we will never probably ever talk about again. And I'll explain why he came up this week. No, he, we're, we have to entride him into the canon. I hope so. Okay, somewhere. you know what? Fine. All right, what is this? So that is... This is that is Stefan Winkelmann. That is that is oh, the that's a Bugatti. CEO, that is okay. the CEO of Bugatti uh, and Lamborghini. The thing that is the best thing about Stefan Winkelmann, as you can obviously tell by his fucking name, is that he is German. He is Deutsch. This motherfucker is born in Berlin. I guess his dad was like an ambassador to Rome or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker mm. just like has been trying his entire life to play off as being Italian. And I do not think that he is at all Italian. But so um, the reason why I guess that he's, you know, important this week is that Bugatti just to like, you know, put all the icing on the cake of all hell world. Bugatti, a company that then has cars that, you know, sell for like $3.6 million had mm. their best year in 2020. Like Yay. ever in the history of their fucking company. Um, so yeah, we're all dying, barely fucking getting by, but every billionaire can buy the fucking, you know, whatever, a supercar that you can barely drive on the street. It's so so nice how a pandemic gets other people evicted and other people rich as fuck or richer than they already are. Like (laughs) buying their fucking like third Bugatti. But yeah, Yeah. Stefan Winkelmann is, uh, uh, you have to go and like listen to him speak and whatnot because in English and in German, he tries to play himself off as Italian. And mm-hmm. Kieran pointed this out before the show that he is the exact opposite of Rob's archetype of the, the Zutirola who is pretending yeah. to be German, where Stefan Winkelmann is a German trying everything within his will to be like a Roman Italian, you know. Like Roman with, Italian. Yeah, the real Italian. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like Maron wearing the, like like, you know, like overly tailored suit his like tie doing that weird puffy out thing but the best part about him is all of his like divorced dad bracelets that he wears (laughs) (laughs) yeah also also in the picture because this is the first thing that stood out to me when i saw him speaking was um he's speaking english and as as nick pointed out he speaks english with an italian accent as if he learned english in italy which motherfucker no one learns english in italy (laughs) (laughs) that's just not a thing that happens yeah that's the thing too that you know he's german because he can speak fluent english like he's not saying like well uh our car goes zoom and uh go vroom vroom oh my god (laughs) 3.6 million please this must be like the week because i i just recently saw a tweet about how how sexy Italian is as far uh, as long as they don't speak English, like written by an <laughs> written by an Italian. Like this, See, this, this tweet, is this, so. is, this <laughs> is the bridge. This is the bridge. You have to be Stefan Winkelmann. Yeah. You have to be an, yeah. you have to be a German doing Italian <laughs> face. So the thing that stood out to me the most is. Well, I couldn't tell what was the fuck was going on with his wrists, but he is wearing like a million different beaded like bracelets. No way. Show me. Oh, yeah, I gotta yeah, see yeah. this. The kind of thing, like, I, I sent it into the oh, group okay. chat there. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, the best shot you get of it. The important thing is they all look like 
<laughs> they all they all look like they're about a fiver each at most, but you know that motherfucker spent like ten grand on that whole ensemble. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh, probably like ten grand just like on the suit alone. Mm, like, wait a like, minute! Like he's wearing the suit, but he looks like Peter Maffay with like those bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts singing songs about a fucking dragon and shit. What's oh it like? Tub tub. What 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 what's the dragon? Tabaluga. Tabaluga. <laughs> <laughs> but like i guess this is just this is what's happened to to um like obviously this man is it's very important that he is italian he's just like you know speaking to you being like i am an italian if you cut me do i not bleed marinara but like then there's just this is also just the german auto industry yeah it's like fucking it's, vw <laughs> like let's not yeah yeah but <laughs> But this is like like most for anyone who doesn't know like most European auto companies like at, at one point like every major European company every major European country had their own like auto industry and then at some point I want to say during the nineties early two thousands they were all bought up by Germans. Yeah. Um, so like my favorite part of all this is in this weird kind of no no we cannot be seen doing like neo colonialism if you are the CEO of this you know, Swedish car company that we bought, like Seab or whatever. You you are German, but you need to convince everyone you are Swedish. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing too, is that he if I'm not mistaken, before he worked for Lamborghini, he was the CEO of Audi. So he had his like he's been in he's been in the VW group for a long fucking time. Mm. And I'm just assuming that they've just been like like uh you know doing like his like deep cover like ops of like no like this is how you pronounce the words properly in you know italian speaking Eng- i mean i get i bet he probably <laughs> speaks italian of course but it's just yeah. this like kgb-esque like you know <laughs> eight year long like undercover like you know uh, uh program to make himself into an italian <laughs> yeah 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 it's the it's the it's the ending scene from clockwork orange where like his like somewhere in the bowels of Wolfberg is like his eyes being pried open while he watches like I don't know that Berlusconi beautiful woman parade show they show on Italian TV <laughs> it's and then like his, <laughs> his eyes wide open unblinking water drops in there also he watches like I don't know the pinnacle of Italian comedy which is a man falling down with a like a pot of spaghetti um and just like down the stairs it's just like he just you know how like this how how the how the u.s did like torture things at guantanamo where they just like blasted like rage against the machine and like britney yeah. spears it's that but it's just like non-stop racial slurs for like 14 <laughs> hours on end yeah. with the lights just like continuously on <laughs> and they're Coming just back like and checking on him to see how italian he is <laughs> yeah it's just like yeah he's in, he's in the solitary confinement room with the lights flashing slurs bl- like italian slurs blaring oh, while also the theme song from um oh what's that what's that show the fuck um yeah oh, damn it the 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 guy who made seinfeld's like improv show um you mean seinfeld jerry seinfeld no the no. The, the 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 oh, white Kirby bearded guy yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah that because that's just from like at a like if anyone doesn't know the origin of that <laughs> yeah, theme yeah, song yeah. yeah it was just an italian ad he saw while he was in italy be like and he, then he just turned to one of his assistants being like i need that song <laughs> and it is the most italian motherfucking song in the world yeah so there there you know we have it there we've we, we've discovered how 
the Stefan Winkelmann was was lathed into existence by the VW group. Yeah, and then like they'll, I don't know, like VW will finally make the move and they'll buy Skoda, and then they already did. Oh, right. they did. Yeah, yeah, like, they in, did? like the 2000s. Yeah, they've been like Skoda uh, literally. I don't know about Skoda, cars. I don't drive yeah, them. Yeah, Skoda literally is there so that then every VW that then existed like a few years ago can get repurposed as a cheaper car. Right. Okay. So fair enough. So like in a couple of years, as he moves up the ranks, they'll just like bring him into that dark room in Wolfsburg and they're like, we need you to be Czech now. <laughs> I don't think Skoda would be moving up the ranks. I would, like, think about it. You're on like the like the pinnacle of the companies that they own. You like yeah. you are the face of all European luxury, baby. They would never like like what are you gonna? How are you gonna turn him into right, being a Czech? He person? fucks. He, he fucks up killing like a VW whistleblower. Okay, then and that then makes sense. Like, then and they're like, all yeah. right, you know, yeah, we have to. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, we have to. We have to <laughs> your cover's been blown. You have to go through that. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to become Czech now, and it's just the same thing again, where he's pinned down, eyes wide open. Ending of Clockwork Orange, but they just watch all those like reverse harem check videos on like Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's god. Oh, oh, oh god. That's bad. <laughs> I don't know what check culture is beyond that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly corner spatey. I have myself, Nick, joined with Kieran. Uh. <laughs> 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 Hello. And, uh, I've been talking to a baby mostly, so I just make noises. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Babies are cute. I got to meet Kieran's kid. I think I may have. I think I may have said this last week on the show that I got to meet Kieran's kid. I wanna. I want to. You can come visit, meet the kid. You're not allowed to because oh, perfect. I know. What are we talking about? We're talking exactly. about COVID. Lockdown. Immediate Woo. lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. So first and foremost, do we do we start with the 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 shorter news or the longer news? Um, I guess funny or not funny, one that affects <laughs> us and one that does not affect us one bit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say what doesn't affect us, which is our big beautiful yeah. boy uh, Emmanuel Macron tested positive <laughs> for coronavirus, <laughs> and his wife is in a risk group. So this is even funnier. <laughs> oh, and so is like uh, so is Pedro Sanchez because of this as well. Like the, the mm-hmm. Spanish Prime Minister. Oh yeah, true. They were hanging also- out. Yeah, oh no! They were hanging yeah, out, and yeah. uh, they're hanging out. Yeah, trying to figure out what the fuck to do with Andorra. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, there's probably other things they talk about. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> does Andorra know? <laughs> I'm assuming everyone in Andorra has coronavirus. It's, oh yeah, it's so funny whenever you look at the like the figures for coronavirus per person because all yeah. the micro states in Europe just look like they've exploded because like. One person has it in San Marino, but because there's like twelve people in San Marino, <laughs> it's like San it. Marino is decimated. <laughs> oh, <God. Literally. laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um but yeah, okay, Macron has it. That's yeah. that's kind of funny. That's pretty much um, it. Yeah, it was just kind of a I mean uh I there's nothing to say about him. I mean, does I, he have like a, a president suite where he can isolate, you know? <laughs> just like the important Knowing people do yeah, yeah like this is the thing that i always wonder because macron's personality is really similar to trump i wish i spoke french just to see him just get that bizarre like covid i mean he also isn't as online nah. with trump either yeah but i could like, see it just like altering his brains like slightly and then he just like is in some like covid met like like i don't know like like medically induced like 
coma, uh, not coma, like and like tweeting. Like some, like, Isn't that yeah, bad? just like 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 some like DMT trip that like Trump was on, <laughs> but it's not on. But and then we finally see his like you know like peeking into his actual brain. I don't know. That'd be cool. Or like what Macron's going to see at his death. I actually doubt that. Isn't he like very, I mean, technocratic in general. So like he doesn't seem like someone who would, he doesn't seem like someone who would tweet high if you ever got high. I don't know. I I don't like, I don't know. Cause like the other thing is like every time we've gotten a quote out of Emmanuel Macron, they've always kind of been a little bit insane. Yeah, true. Yeah, that his brain's <laughs> like, like whole- so complex. I want him to have the COVID DMT drug so that we can get inside <laughs> his brain and see how complex it is. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yeah, he's like, his thoughts are too complex for journalists. That was one of his fun quotes. Um, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just the thing of just he has one tweet. It's like, the inner machinations uh, of my mind are an enigma. To be honest. It's the, it's the glass of milk <laughs> <be> tipping over. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest to me, he just seems like a guy that is very... Uh, arrogant and self-centered, so he would, of course, think that. Yeah, yeah. He so would. he would, of course, he would think, think that 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 he knows better than everyone else. So I oh, guess that is just it. So I don't know if, if you, yeah, well, that's just my <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. No, it is it is the glass tip. It's the glass of milk tipping over in Patrick's brain, but he thinks it's super fucking complex. Yeah. It's, that's <laughs> it. I really like the like. Yeah, I don't know where where to go from this because I do like the idea of like loopy Macron, like just you ever see those videos of people like on ridiculous painkillers, like <laughs> saying all of their <laughs> thoughts out loud, and it would just be like him really horny for older women, um, and so that would, which is not a problem in my opinion, which is not a problem. <laughs> no, of course not. It's just. I don't. I don't want to hear about it necessarily. <laughs> oh, like, dude, like, cool that you're into that, but uh, you've been going on for three hours. Like, I don't think the fact that you like older women is a policy position, background. <laughs> I need a policy position. <laughs> it was like universal basic milk. Um, so I'm like, oh, um, stop. It's, it probably would just be him, like, or oh, someone that you would imagine getting like super high and drunk at a fraternity party or something mm. like that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, but, that, actually, but that that always that, leads to like some some uh, uh, abgründe shit. <laughs> that's of actually okay. So this, is, this is what I think. Yeah, yeah. He he'd have like thoughts that you probably like everyone thought was impressive when you were like in your first year of college. Yeah. Like he would be the one who would corner you in a party, being like, "Do you realize that buddy cop films are just rom coms except they're both guys?" And you're like, <laughs> "Shut up, man. No one cares." <laughs> um, but I also imagine him being like a really like over the top wife guy. I oh. actually think that if you got. I think if he got really high, he would tell you about how great his wife is in such a way that it would become like it's not even endearing. It's not yeah. It's it's not yeah. No, it's just like showing his insecurities about his relationship. You're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) this is this this is this uh, this relationship's not going well, Macron. That's that's my thought. That's yeah. That's 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 Macron. You know. I'm not going to wish him anything. It's, nothing's going to happen. He's a powerful yeah. man. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, this is the thing. This is the ch- this is the transition that we've got under from the year, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, which is like, oh, someone we don't like got COVID. Yeah, comrade death COVID. Cult, death like, cult, death cult, death yeah, cult. <laughs> and, no. and now we're just like, no, 
no one meaningful is going to die. Yeah, no, no. But um, speaking of then, uh, uh, you know, transitioning over to the other European country that is, you know, also very important to Europe, mm. aka the only other country in Europe, which is Germany, where we all are. Hey. Uh, Hardest lockdown that we've had, apparently. I don't know. Like, I, I, I the weather's nice in German. Say, I, I would rather die than than miss the sun. the sun. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will literally sacrifice myself to the sun god through coronavirus <laughs> to and, everyone, and obey this. To everyone who's not listening from Europe, the sun goes down. They say at three thirty. Just say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and from my pers- <laughs> and from my perspective, that's so fucking late. You guys are insane. <laughs> like so many daylight hours in Germany. It's wild. Wait, when is the sun going down in Ireland? Like, oh, it, because it's it always gloomy. Up? Yeah, does it even come up? <laughs> yeah, no. You would like at a work, like at the office or whatever. You would just miss it. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but that's same. Yeah, if you get up, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, you got up early enough for the for, yeah. It, it it's just like a little bit earlier, but then after that, I lived in Scotland, which is even further north, and I'm just mm. like, oh geez, um, yeah, yeah. Like this is the last. I think the last time I mentioned this um, to Yulia and like really freaked <laughs> her out when I said, yeah, me living in Berlin is the furthest south I've ever lived, and you're like, what? No, this is the southern place. Shut the fuck up, here. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this is like I consider this north of Europe. <laughs> like, yeah, like really, yeah, like I, mean, I, I. I, I am too. from Northern Westphalia, so I'm always like, oh, yeah, it, it does get colder in Berlin in winter. I'm always to my parents and shit like that. Yeah, and to yeah, my yeah. family, yes, it does get colder here. <laughs> like, we're basically <laughs> Russia. More yeah, we're basically <laughs> yeah. in Russia. Oh, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, no, it's just, and then I come along being like, hello, Southerners. <laughs> What's up? Howdy, y'all. Kieran, going out, <laughs> going out in a t-shirt as soon as it hits 15 degrees. <laughs> I mean, come on. Right. Hey, hey, yeah, Kieran's not Russian, all right. Like, calm no, that, that's down. I know, but that's Scottish energy as well. They, yeah. they, as soon as it hit like thirteen degrees, exactly. it was taps off weather, which is the yeah. nice way of saying tops off. And yeah, it was just <laughs> you get sunburnt in thirteen degrees weather. It was great. I know. You guys are so far north. No, no, but seriously, you do. It's interesting. The sun is different. Like in in yeah. in Latvia when I lived there, is which is further north, and also in Saint Petersburg, like fifteen degrees felt like twenty two here. And also, like, yep. you get fucking sunburned. I, I'm yeah, wearing yeah. a fucking coat at the Baltic Sea in Latvia, but I'm also getting a fucking sunburn on my face at the same time. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, take that, it's, Arizona. Yeah, it's take called that. culture, baby, all right? This is that thing I hear about of, of Europe. Like, you know, wearing... Tanning in a winter most, coat. <laughs> yeah, standing in a winter coat just on the most miserable beach that you've ever been in your entire life because somehow the wind is brutally cold, but the sun's, like, really close to you. Excuse me? And you it's still beautiful. have to look at it. And you still have to look at that naked Latvian man. <laughs> yeah, True. Because for some reason, he has no feeling in his body, like, at all. Just, yeah. just years of Soviet engineering have just like just killed all of the nerve endings in his body. I mean, um, he's like fucking Deadpool, <laughs> but he's like three hundred kilograms. <laughs> I mean, imagine your summer is all fifteen degrees and rain, and yeah, yeah. that sounds like yeah. hell. I mean, like I'm, this is coming from someone where where summer is like fifty or like a hundred and whatever twenty degrees Fahrenheit. Also, sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, so. Like I guess, like to like the best, like to the the the, you know, 
the individual like mandates that have been passed in Germany, which are hilarious to me because mm. they're so specific that they cannot be enforced. Mm-hmm. One of them being my personal favorite that you were not allowed to drink alcohol outside, but you can still meet in groups and then not drink alcohol, which then that makes no sense because if I, so if I go outside and have like a spezi, that's fine, like a cola. Yeah. But what if I just like put a brown paper bag over my drink? Or I've, yeah. I've seen my first p- brown paper bag today. <laughs> Seriously, that it was Germany. it was I beautiful. It. Yeah, I th- here we go. This is how yeah, it started. Yeah, <laughs> or just like put it in a fucking coffee cup and you're fine. I mean, that's yeah. what Germans do. Like that's what Glühwein is basically. I mean, it, yeah, you can hide it like uh, disguise it as tea or something. Mm. I mean, you can get it's hack- a form of tea, hack- right? You can get Hackestrom from your <laughs> from your thermos. Thermos, yeah. Similarly, in so I I have like I had a doctor's appointment out in Spandau recently, and if anyone doesn't know Spandau, Spandau is like kind of like suburban Berlin, I guess. It's like, but it's not, but yeah, no, you you can go further. I would I would not because when you say suburban people would think of suburban America in the sense of like nice houses Mm. and shit like that so I would well I wouldn't I would compare it more to the outskirts of actually like Eastern European cities in the sense of or like you know okay Spandau is is different from Marzahn etc because it is kind of like it has its own I mean it doesn't Mazan has a Rathaus. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they all have a Rathaus. Anyway, but, but Spano, yeah, is, is definitely like more suburban than all the, the others. But in the, uh, but there are a lot of like, not in the sense of like rich suburban people. So, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's, so it's, uh, it's, it's, I think the better term in English would probably like commuter town. Cause it yeah. is like, I get the impression that a lot of people there are people who like work maybe in more central Berlin, but it is like a town in its own right. Yeah, and there, and well, there are actually a lot of people who have been born in Spandau and actually almost never leave it, oh, as far cool. as I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know that life. Yeah, <laughs> but I love visiting Spandau because it is just like an insane place to me. Um, because it's just like, it's kind of Berlin, but it's different in a lot of specific ways. One of the fun things I got to do while waiting for my appointment was to check out like the Spandau cinema, the Kino Mm -hmm. and like, what the fuck is the Kino doing in lockdown? Well, I'll tell you what they're doing. Uh, they still have all the movie posters up for all the like cursed movies that came out in 2020. No one watched. (laughs) Uh, but also you can buy, um, cinema style popcorn and drinks from them to go that's uh, actually kind of so, cool that does sound cool I love but obviously yeah but no but the germans the first, do that weird sweet it, popcorn because they don't understand that popcorn is yeah. supposed to be salty yes yeah, excuse okay, you says. we're not the only ones uh, no. is, uh, the UK does this as well. uh, uh southeast uh europe also does it on the street Disgusting. actually yeah. <laughs> there's so sickos. much popcorn fucking <laughs> it's, fucking sickos Okay. Yeah, that happened to me when I moved to the UK and I like ordered popcorn at the at the cinema. They were like, sweet or salty? I'm like, excuse me, what? I'm sorry, this, was, this was the end of the interaction. I ordered popcorn. <laughs> you give me salty popcorn. Yeah. Um, but no, the the only thing they were doing was like selling the drinks, but in those like cinema cups that you can't see into. 
So everyone was just buying that and putting, filling it with alcohol. Oh, and hell yeah. So smart. That is fucking smart. Yeah. So that was it pretty much is just like an open picture. container law, isn't it? Like if it is. you it's so if you can't see it, then you can drink it. Why not? You know? Like what are they gonna like, like <laughs> They're not gonna they're not gonna come at you and, and ask like to smell you. your drink. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Especially no way you come close to me with that like corona going on. So Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're just about to fucking deck a fucking Ordnungsamt officer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck away from my glue vine, you fucking pig. You're yeah, not even a real and... cop. You're just you're literally the fun police. <laughs> yes, they are the fun police. <laughs> uh, my nephew in a politi Halloween costume has more power than you. <laughs> um, People as strippers who dress up as police officers have more fucking power than you. <laughs> oh my god. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like yeah, with Ordnungsamt people, they're not allowed legally touch you. But with strippers, you're not allowed legally touch them. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're in a far more powerful <laughs> position. Yeah. So there's so there's the alcohol one, which obviously, if we've been outside for two seconds, you actually that no one is following. Um. Yeah, and actually, I think that is uh, done because I've seen people in uh, well, in parks, um, meeting for Sunday brunch in like their. Nicest Jack Wolfskin jacket. <laughs> <laughs> your finest uh, uh, time for brunch. Bringing in like a fucking fold-out table and uh, oh, um, yeah, drinking alcohol and having brunch, I guess, because you can't go nice. brunching anymore and people really miss brunching. I think that is something people really miss. <laughs> <laughs> Who brunches? People. <laughs> brunch people. Brunch, brunch people. Uh, I guess I... Isn't uh, that the lip thing to do? So It is, very much so. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's there's been that, and there's also been then um, a bunch of other, like, like, who's allowed to stay open, essential businesses. Apparently, Christmas tree markets are essential businesses. Yes, really they are. Funny. Everyone needs a tree. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, that reminds uh, me of the sad story by... Uh, What's his name? Christian Andersen, like a Scandinavian um, fairy tale writer about this Christmas tree oh, yeah, who is yeah. very jealous because this Christmas tree, I'm not going to gender this Christmas tree, uh, wants, to, <laughs> <laughs> wants to get picked. And, um, because always sees like people that just uh, like kind of sexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then it gets picked. And then it gets decorated and it's like super excited and shit like that. And then a few days after Christmas, it just like ends up in the attic, rottening and mm. just like having experience like that. That was his, his, her, like, oh my God, there, <laughs> Christmas trees <laughs> peak and then it dies. So yeah, a Christmas story. Uh, I mean, here that, we go. That's kind of what, I, that's kind of <laughs> what I do in Germany because Germany celebrates Christmas on the 24th and like I celebrate Christmas on the 25th. So Widow. I just go out to my streets <laughs> on the 25th and pick up all the trees exactly. and just like throw them exactly. out. Like, yeah, free Christmas Germans tree. just throw them out immediately. They do. Immediately. Um, I know. Yeah, what about that? What about the Umwelt guys? Come on. Actually, like, there is a, this rule that you have to like, not, you don't have to, but you keep it up until like, um, here, those three guys, those. The Epiphany, uh, yeah. No, that's just. That's no, 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 those kings, like, that come yes, to the, the Epiphany. Oh, yes, that's yes, what you that's call what, it. Okay. That's what the holiday's called. It's and I think the, we always yeah, do that January. because 
I think we always do that because my father is Catholic. So, but I yeah, think no, in, in mm. Protestants Catholics just throw it up. Keep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Catholics keep the tree up until the Epiphany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, January sixth, I think, yeah. is the date. That's yeah, why yeah, we yeah. did it. Uh, no, that's uh, not in Berlin. Not in this hedonistic <laughs> town. Trees are immediately out on the twenty fifth. I'm just more impressed that anyone's fucking bothered on the twenty fifth <laughs> to like lug a tree down, like. Like a couple of flights of stairs, because like no building on my street has a fucking elevator. Like, <laughs> no, like that's why you throw it out of the window, like the, sw- <laughs> the Swedish people do. <laughs> oh, sick! Yeah, that's cool. I, I um, don't know if they're actually doing it. I just know it from an IKEA advertisement. So <laughs> IKEA. Yeah. That is that is Ikea Swedish. Never culture. lies about the Swedish way of life. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you guys also saw this too. This is like a specific regulation for the city of Berlin that maybe is one of the funniest that I've seen. Is that uh, Berliners are not allowed to go to Poland. <laughs> and specifically to get fireworks. Finally, finally. Well, Germans, yes. Germans should not be allowed to go to yeah, Poland. Yeah, no Germans should be allowed to step foot in Poland. But I mean, to think about like this is the only time ever in German history that then a Ger- Germans have been told, "Don't go to Poland." <laughs> just you know, I really like that idea of just like. If we had, like, the insane... If we had, like, Versailles Treaty level of conditions after World War II, like, because the Versailles Treaty was just kind of insane. So there's just, like, post, post-World post War One kind of treaty done after World War II of just, like, all right, all Germans are banned from Poland. If, you, if you're a German and you see a Polish person, immediately turn around the opposite direction and walk 20 paces. <laughs> Do and not And give them 10 them. marks, which at this point is yeah. worth, like, nothing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Give them like, yeah, Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, I re- I really love the idea that we're um, we're finally banned from Poland. I mean, it's not going to work. Like the fireworks no, are already not, going off because in my there's a state yeah. in between there that then like would negate it. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I've been told that like who made that uh, ruling? Like Berlin did yeah, it. The city of Berlin ah, made okay, that yeah, yeah. So as long as Poland says okay, there is no way that. But actually, I, I think, don't Poland, think Poland has oh, ever no, no. had Poland, a say in this agreement. As far as I know, <laughs> as far as I know, everyone is right now banned from uh, Poland, though they are on the lockdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, you know that there are already people saying like, "Oh, I don't care. I get my fucking firecrackers in Poland because." How can know? you not just like, I don't know what what's that place like Frankfurt and Oder? Mm. Like, yeah. how yeah. do you not just like what about throw the fireworks across the bridge? Yeah. Be like, here you go, you kraut fucks, <laughs> like that. <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, it could be the poles' revenge for a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. right, so. they just start throwing projectile missiles no. that they claim are fireworks. <laughs> it's a covert invasion. The poles are back. I mean, they have quite strong fireworks. I gotta say, <laughs> yes, they do. Yes. So, um, were there any other like details Which is still- of the? Yeah, are there any other details of the German lockdown that were, like, really silly? Oh, yeah, no, the first day of the lockdown, there was the largest corona like, case in all of Europe of 45,000 yes. new cases Welcome in Germany. to Germany. So, um, uh, you know, way to go, Germany. Uh, I am very, Doing very, well. very... Yeah, I'm very curious how then, like, this is obviously going to get, like, used by, you know the i mean particularly like parties like 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 the afd and like the like the anti-masking movement and stuff like that be like see we locked down like not even for one day they're like see it didn't do anything just like their stupid logic of like obviously then it would take longer than just like a day but these just completely impatient germans who for some reason like 
I don't like even in this quote unquote hard lockdown, I don't feel that anything has changed. Like I feel that people have become more mad about it and are like, I'm just gonna go outside and spite it. Actually like, No, I, I gotta say, like, um grocery stores are, are not as uh, crowded as I expected them to be. Uh in the sense of that is the only thing that. that you can do like is shopping groceries <laughs> so what if you just want to have a nice saturday go shopping you know buy some milk buy some butter <laughs> with your friends yeah, Tr- but i think that try on some yogurt i don't know <laughs> yeah have brunch the- by eating the ingredients to brunch while walking around exactly. i mean that's literally what costco is but okay yeah, uh, but that that was the whole like idea that a lot of German cities did uh, was this uh, Glühwein walk. So you basically yeah. get mold wine and you walk around. Spandau was doing know. that. Oh, see, like a lot of places, I, I fucking like I didn't even know, but I I saw a lot of people doing that. Or not, I didn't see them. I I read it on, not on Reddit, <laughs> on, uh, yeah, social media and. I would no. I was like. Because I was also in Spandau, not this week, but the week before, before like the heavy lockdown came in, mm. but it was still like light lockdown, which was, you know, like everywhere just has to like all restaurants, all food places have to do to go. And it was literally like, okay, curry versus stand in Al Spando <laughs> doing Glühwein to go. I'm like, mm. okay, kind of weird, but sure. It's German. Both things are German. Let's go. Then it's like Italian pizza place. Glühwein to go. I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Dunner place. Glühwein to go. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Spätis are doing it. It's like, called, it's yeah. called the market, baby. <laughs> Everything's Glühwein now. Yeah, Glühwein is the new Actually, is the new currency in in Germany. One thing, mm. like, because I'm kind of not up to date with it. Uh, do we have a curfew? No. 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 Shops okay. do. Yeah, shops have a curfew, but we don't. We can we can party all night. Uh, stay sleeping all day. Okay. Stay. Because I thought all. they were talking about that like 9 to 6 curfew, except for if you have to go to work or something like essential. Yeah, I I haven't that has not been enforced. The like Yeah. The the curfew for businesses was enforced like in the middle of the summer or part of the light lockdown of like eleven mm-hmm. to seven or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no exemptions to that. Yeah, things have gotten like a bit quieter because I can see it when I like walk the dogs mm-hmm. like before going to bed and stuff. Um, but yeah, basically this is just the light lockdown did not fucking work. No, at all. exactly. And they um, should yeah. have done something before. Yeah, um, yeah, and like the big. The big difference, the big change, as far as I can tell, or like the most substantial one, is like education facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, schools, schools yeah. are closed. That is a yeah. that it. So okay, yeah, same at universities. Um, there was also an option to already like. It's interesting because at universities, it's the same fucking shit. Sorry, but saying this, that the people that work in why am i sorry uh anyway that yeah. people <laughs> that work in administration are the ones that still had to go to work and people that are like professors or something can stay home so you see what like how this is going the the university is basically running because of the people that work in administration it etc etc you know all the like you yeah like me um and the people that are doing research except for laboratories or something like that uh are um allowed to stay home 
I don't even know if they have to fucking, uh, you know, ask for home, home office. So like working remotely, um, or not. Mm. But I know that it, um, especially like affects the administrative stuff that we had to, to, we, uh, <laughs> had yeah. to stay in university until the 16th and we could ask for a, a home office, but we have to file something for it. But all like teaching, of course, is not done at university. Uh, research is not done in university when it, when it can, at university when it can be, you know, done at home or whatever people mm. are doing right now. It's just like, yeah. it shows again, like what keeps actually a thing running is the people that are. The yeah. workers. Yeah, the workers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Shit, guys, we might be onto something with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think maybe someone wrote a book about this, but uh, maybe, yeah. but. It it is also so interesting that schools stayed open for so long because they were mm. like, oh yeah, uh, somehow Corona doesn't care about kids. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Corona, and, Corona is, is Michael Jordan just saying fuck the kids, <laughs> <laughs> or the German government for that matter. Ah, uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah. like, I mean, what what kind of logic is that? Not none. It's like, stupid. Obviously, yeah. There's. We're not gonna. We're not gonna like, sit here. Just and because there are like super horrible, like severe cases of kids getting corona or something yeah, doesn't no, mean. It was. Yeah. It was. It was 100 economic logic. Yeah. Um, my understanding is that one of the only countries that did testing of like teenagers in particular was Spain, mm-hmm. um, and they found that like huge amounts of like the teenage population were just like asymptomatic, like asymptomatic spreaders. Yay! Uh, yeah, 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 so like schools are obviously had an impact, but like yeah, it was one hundred percent an economic decision because the big complaint of the first lockdown that happened in Germany uh, was that yeah, people are working from home, that's kind of fine, but uh, a lot of people can't work because their kids are now also home. Oh yeah, um, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like day- because daycare is not there. Yeah. Um the people who are working from home aren't working efficiently blah blah blah. It was um it was some bullshit uh but um you know here we are and we 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 uh we fucked it. So that's good. Yeah, that's why Germany has the most had the most cases in one day. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to be uh we're probably going to get another wave after christmas yeah well, i mean January. uh what was this like um <clears throat> poll about how many people uh would be willing to ignore corona uh rules for christmas no. it's like 50 50 no, percent of like half of the german population would oh so, sick yeah, <laughs> yeah literally literally <laughs> 48 million people let's go let's go <laughs> um yeah, that that's yeah, because uh, the the reprieve for Christmas mm. still exists. Uh, it's the only exi- like they made this. This is another bullshit kind of like almost unenforceable rule, and also kind of like a shitty and like heteronormative rule as well of just like immediate family mm-hmm. is the oh, only yeah. one you're like yeah. allowed to see, uh, which can fuck up anyone who mightn't have like a a family in the way the German government decides is a family. Yes. Yeah, which so, uh, is also a great transitioning to another topic. <laughs> Whoa, 
didn't see you there. Hi, it's me, Bera Inavichavili, the the Georgian albino rapper son of the richest guy in Georgia that we mentioned one episode. When I'm not rapping about a song that will eventually become a major political force in Georgia, I'm listening to my favorite podcast, Corner Spady, and supporting them on Corner Spady. Uh, Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash corner spady. If you don't know how to spell that because you're Georgian like me, Bera Invishili, <laughs> then you can go to operationglad.io. That's pretty easy to spell. It's an operation about being glad. I'm an albino rapper. See ya. So now we're moving eastward. Uh, um, le- not that I'd say that the other news was funny because it hasn't really been funny. Uh, this is just bad and depressing and sad. Mm, yeah, you yeah. know, we, we're either talking about Hungary or Poland, so you know, <laughs> pick one. It's it's Hungary this week, the land where jokes die. Uh, Middle Europa. Yeah. So okay, this is something that I, I got my attention. I was it was nicely written up in uh, foreign exchanges mm-hmm. about um, Hungary. Uh, Hungarian Parliament passed a raft of sweeping uh, sweeping measures on Tuesday this week uh, that curtail the rights of gay citizens and make it more difficult for opposition parties to challenge Viktor Orban in future elections. Which is a fun sentence to hear in like one of the most gerrymandered to fuck countries <laughs> in Europe. I. I didn't really understand what else needed to be done uh, to secure Viktor Orban's power, but apparently more stuff can be done. So that's cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, you love that. So the policy actually, or the changes are actually... um, So what it actually means is that um, what the opposition tries to do against Fidesz is like getting together, all of them, no matter Mm. like where they stand, uh, to challenge uh, Fidesz. And so now the situation is that you have to have like um, 50 electoral candidates from one party in like different towns or different cities to, as far as I know, uh, to actually like um, be allowed to be considered uh, a challenging opposition. So they can't join forces anymore. So that is cool. Yeah, that is super cool. <laughs> so you can't be in opposition, is what you're pretty much saying. Exactly. You can't be a joint of opposition anymore. And Unless, like, everyone in Yabek suddenly decides to join the, like, I don't know, Soviet Hungarian continuation <laughs> party. So, like, I doubt that. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you just all cool. become Nazbols. <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> no. <laughs> we wa- we beat Victor Orban in Hungary, but at what cost? <laughs> the giant Nazbol party. Yeah, that is like saying Navani is a great uh, oppositional candidate. We're not talking for... about him yet. No, okay, I'm, I'm just. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll never mention saying. that name on that show, Yulia. Okay, yeah. so the uh, number the... one Berlin patient. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I'm looking forward to the the. New stop Victor Orban party that is just like their position on the Hungarian like revolution in the fifties was yeah it sucked but not because it like not because it was revisionist but because you know it was too 
womanly or something like they just get really yeah. sexist about it was, it it was too woke <laughs> so, to clarify what i just said i didn't mean cities mm. i mean uh wahlkreise so electoral district district yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so you have to have like 50 uh electoral districts with your like direct candidate for the election so. and no like minor party has that no, yeah. so, no yeah. party other than Fidesz has that, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, they yeah. do have the majority oh, in parliament. Oh, where are your where are your fifty where are your fifty districts? We brought ours with us. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh, actually quite oh, horrible. Oh, you can't get them. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, is it because we fucking just re- re- reformed the constitution just last minute? And that is why they can reform the constitution because Fidesz has such a power. It's not like Poland where Similar, you you yeah. are kind of like not really that supported by the population. Yeah. But Fidesz has this power. They have a majority in parliament. They can just fucking change the constitution. And that is what Viktor Orban is doing. And like you told me that it's also something about changing uh, how quickly he can announce an emergency state for for the state, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that like it removes barriers to declare it a state of emergency in response to like any political upheaval, basically. Yeah. Um, so they could say anything like anything like, for example, the the slave law protests. I think that was yeah. like late last year. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. yeah, that like if that <laughs> happens again, that's a state of emergency. Like, so this this was uh, just to clarify. Was this about the um, laws to that you have to when you're unemployed or something work for the state? Yeah. So yeah, and it and act- like not being able not paying people exactly wages until like two years yeah. later or something. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. and it's especially targeted, especially in uh, yeah block um, cities that are or regions uh, ruled by. Uh, yeah, uh, by the far, far further right party. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it is actually targeted at a lot of uh, Roma, uh, a lot of the Roma population. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's that's that was the that's the great like context to this. My other like favorite little bit of context that I think um, I'm just going to remind listeners of. But uh, at the beginning of the pandemics hitting Europe, like I think this was back in March. Didn't Victor Orban do like the sweeping powers law saying it was all temporary and everyone lost mm-hmm. their shit. But then he like revoked most of them being like, oh, you guys didn't trust me. I wasn't going to seize a bunch of power. Oh, you guys don't even trust. You guys are fake <laughs> friends. I'm 20, Victor but, Orban. No, he was just saving it. He's like, yeah, 2020 is crazy, y'all. Like, you know, one last hurrah for my okay. fucking authoritarian <laughs> like, drive. This is yeah, about trust, okay? Like a relationship <laughs> can only work with trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brussels, Brussels, Brussels. Just fall, close your eyes, fall backwards. I'll catch you. It's me, it's best friend Victor Orban. Um, yeah, no, it it was just a lot of like, yeah, twenty twenty is crazy. What? Like Macron has COVID? That's wild. Anyway, don't like, don't pay attention to all this shit I just passed. Just, <laughs> hope you feel better, dude. <laughs> just close your eyes and fall backwards. I'll catch you. <laughs> And yeah, this is but... not all, like, this is not even all that was added oh, to no, the Constitution. Oh, no, no, no. So much yeah. And, I mean, they talked about this already in February. There were human rights groups, especially for the LGBTQI, um, asterisk, uh, community, um, say, uh, like, talking to media outside of uh, uh, Hungary, saying, okay, this is going to be a problem. That it was in November. They said, okay, this is going to happen. 
be like this is going to happen. They are planning to add this to the constitution. Yeah. Yeah. And what did everyone do? Nothing. <laughs> I think that the European Union did put a lawsuit against them, didn't they? Oh. Which means fucking nothing. Like, I mean, it doesn't. Wait, it doesn't... did they now? Did they now? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I think sure? that they're like, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I, mean, I don't know so... if it's for that. Hungary has a bunch of lawsuits against them from the European. I mean, yeah, courts, but does it ever do? It doesn't. Anything? Again, it just yeah. means like yeah. a slap on the wrist. The only yeah. time that something has ever happened with a European lawsuit was when it's like the Ireland thing with fucking Apple. Like that, which which I think yeah. was the National Court of Ireland declared it, not even the European High Court, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, as long so, if you maybe Kieran can correct me because he knows more about the EU. If you violate the contract, whatever the contract is, the EU <laughs> contract, <laughs> you Just can vibe. start. Don't invade the Rhineland. Swear to God, guys. It's just, you can, it's just like you can vibe, still... have a capitalist market economy, and don't yeah. invade the Rhineland. Everything else <laughs> is pretty much up for grabs. So um, you can still get money from the EU. So violating, yeah. like, is it still the Lissabon contract? So okay, so there's been there's been like a slight update update yeah. to this. So the there was the new budget was passed mm-hmm. in the European Union, the new seven year budget. And <laughs> Shit, they, they did... should make it a five year plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, seven. It's a much better. It's 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 a much rounder <laughs> number. Stop it. Um, the seven year budget, I believe. No, it might be a one-year budget. Anyway, the new budget, uh, which had like all the stimulus plans for coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, the thing that they added into that was this like rule of law uh, thing, which now basically says that if you don't follow the rule of law, which mm-hmm. is this kind of like vague, uh, the vague be chill, yeah. drink pints vibe of the European Union, yeah. don't invade the Rhineland, uh, <laughs> is like... <laughs> is that's like that's the rule of law is the kind of like vague thing there but like it could also be twisted into like please don't like have a popular resistance or anything like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways that can be twisted but it was that is the basis in which a lot of like what Poland and Hungary were doing yeah. like that was like the critique on a european structural level so now what they've done is they've tied that to budget so basically Hungary and Poland if they continue to violate rule of law could possibly stop the flow Ooh, of Brussels money. Okay, that's new. Because that is new. Hungary was very smart about still getting the money. <laughs> yeah, and, and getting their way. It literally yeah, and is, getting it their is way. The, exactly. It is the Burger King uh, fucking have it your way slogan. It, and they yeah. took it very far. They did. Uh, it's like, as we talked about, we talked about this before. It's like getting the money for like family, like family funding and stuff like that and using mm. it for anti, uh, LGBT, um, uh, billboards in the country. Yeah. Putting yeah. up, yeah, so, putting up all these yeah. fucking like whole ultra anti-Semitic like posters of how George that as well. is, that is as well. destroying, <laughs> yeah. you know, Hungarian values and this and that and that. Yeah. AKA entire- racism. Just an entire billboard poster, like as you drive into Hungary from, like, I don't know, Czech Republic or something. And it's just like, it's just six brackets. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> and nothing else. It's like, huh? Yeah, I've seen them. <laughs> Weird poster. I've seen them in Budapest. So, yeah. like, yeah. 
Yeah, just fucking, um, yeah, yeah t- t- triple parentheses. Fucking. Yeah, triple parentheses. Around nothing. It's just a billboard with triple parentheses. Um, yeah, so the concern, and Nick is right to bring up the, like, Apple tax case in Ireland, mm-hmm. is that usually when, like, the EU's, like, you're being naughty, um, it also kind of has to be enforced in a national level. So, like, the, e- like, oh, the problem was... The EU was like, hey, Apple, you owe the Irish government lots of money. Mm. And the way that uh, that didn't happen was the Irish government just went, no, they don't. And then that's <laughs> the end of it. Uh, yeah. Because the Irish government is cocked by like American capital. Yay. So, yeah, that's that could end up being the case in in Europe, where it's just like a European court's like, Hungary, you're being like really anti-semitic and homophobic again and then a hungarian court just goes what you can do about it we aren't (laughs) (laughs) our court says we aren't especially because you also need a majority when it comes to like really heavy decisions in the european parliament like excluding hungary and poland won't Mm. do that for example like they have people on their side so it's not like they've got a backup plan yes yeah and uh bulgaria is also kind of slowly inching towards that yeah. crowd as well what is doing uh, uh, what, what's up with czech republic and uh our ceo of czech republic <laughs> oh, uh, Babish. yeah Babish. Um, yeah like the the whole visegrad four is interesting yeah. because like czech republic and slovakia were never um were never like die in the wall go hard as poland and hungary were yeah uh for like talking shit and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Czech yeah. Re- Czech Republic, I think, is happy to roll currently with like Macron. Yeah, and yeah. Just be like, yeah, we're good at business. That's, Let's turn Czech Republic into a I exactly that feeling, that fits with him because he he calls himself the CEO of Czech Republic. So I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I give the, I always get the feeling that then the, the Visegrad states are just like G unit, where you have like. <laughs> Let me finish. It'll make sense. Yeah. You have on. like the two really big members of G Unit, which are Fifty Cent, and then you can maybe argue that the other big one is the game. So that's uh, Poland yeah. and Hungary. That's Poland and yeah. Hungary. Fifty <laughs> Cent is definitely Hungary. Yeah, yeah. and then the yeah. game is Poland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, given like we have to go back to when like the game was still part of G Unit, so maybe like the game will or like you know one of these countries will leave and then just start talking shit, be like, yeah, like just being homophobic to the other one because that's like the way that they just be, like that's Fifty Cent in the game just literally just like call each other like slurs. The whole time, nice. just like calling each other the the f word and whatnot, and being like, "Yo, I heard fifty gay, this and that, and that, blah blah blah." But everyone forgets that there are more members of G Unit. So like Tony Yayo and uh, and Young Buck, also Young Buck, also uh, is is beefing with Fifty Cent still, but. Forgetting that they're like still talented rappers, you know, and oh, can't forget Lloyd Banks either. Probably my favorite member of G Unit, mm-hmm. and they're just like kind of coasting along the fact that they were a part of G Unit, and that they don't really have anything else going in their career. And that's the rest of like the Vichy Rod countries. <laughs> so okay, that is it. I right? get the that. Vichy Rod, yeah, it is. <laughs> the, the, the Vichy like this is the most apt metaphor we have ever I, had. I <laughs> yeah, like it is like. Will will these countries do their things on their own? Yeah, but you only kind of really care of them as a as a collective when yeah. G Unit is releasing, you know, the like one album that they put together or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, their clothing sure, some... line and their Reeboks that they had. I mean, 
Well, yeah. like yeah there's some there, there's some like big moments when like i don't know was it like yeah lloyd like you know gets that journalist murdered for being tied with the mafia and the smear party in slovakia like that was a big moment in g-unit history <laughs> but, like, <laughs> my favorite moment of lloyd banks exactly yeah, 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 yeah. but but um go on yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh to get back to the topic so what reality yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what does this mean like um i mean uh maybe karen you can like outline what the new law means for lgbt people and for uh, right, marriage yeah. in in hungary this is like this is an episode we've wanted to do for a while of yeah. just like lgbt stuff in capital e eastern europe we can do that um, soon i'm i'm down <laughs> it's such a big topic yeah though. Um, and yes, we should do it. But to kind of like glance over what this this law is doing exactly, because if anyone remembers the like original lockdown laws that Victor Orban put into place, yes. a lot of that was just like ridiculously transphobic. Like there was like as a part of the emergency package to fight coronavirus, the gender you get assigned at birth is your gender forever. Yep, that's yep. important. That to is fighting super important for, for fighting Corona. Um. Yeah. Um, Corona hates but trans people. It's corona actually, trans like topic. a part of the transition surgery is to inject you full of corona. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way we do it in Hungary, I guess. The <laughs> did anyone see? Wait, sorry, did anyone see Mike Pence get get fucking vaccinated on live TV this morning? No, no, I heard. About <laughs> I thought it. that's against their <laughs> beliefs. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. That just reminded me of it. My, oh, my, I'm so I'm so I'm my, so glad Mike Pence is transitioning. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Pence just got bimbified before you know, uh, you know, national audience or international audience. I guess is his case. Yeah, the um, oh God, I, sh- I gotta yeah. check that out. But the new the new law that's passed, yeah. um, is very like traditional family shit. So. Yeah. The one, the same amendment uh, effectively barred gay couples from adopting children in yeah. Hungary. Um, but it's also because <laughs> basically how they did this, it was like they defined the family as having a father, uh, male father, yeah. and a female uh, mother. Yeah. This also fucks over anyone trying to adopt as like a single parent or trans. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's. It's very fucked. And this is actually interesting because uh according to this one uh you have to, yeah you have to assign um uh, the sex uh by birth. So actually intersex people would just fucking like fall through through this yeah, whole yeah. decision, system, you know, yeah. yeah, this whole system. Exactly. The uh, so. the only the only single people allowed to adopt in Hungary are now intersex people. They've been through a crazy loophole and are the most powerful people <laughs> in Hungary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you don't even know what to yeah do with that. And yeah. uh, this is actually interesting because in 2015 there was a law case uh, from an American who married um, uh, a Hungarian uh, guy. Mm. So an American. Uh, and it was same-sex marriage, and it wasn't considered a marriage in Hungary. Nice. Yeah, so they filed a lawsuit, and actually, I think they went to the uh, EU um, court. The EU court. <laughs> <laughs> and actually went through with it. So it, it was decided, the same with uh, another person saying, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it was, like, someone going to Hungary um, that... 
was trans and like lived in Hungary and then uh, went to the court saying, okay, this should be accepted, you know, by, mm. by Hungary and the EU decided it should be. But a uh, Hungarian administration is super slow with actually changing it on the passport. So uh, there's a lot of stalling going on. And now with this being in like an amendment to the constitution, that means that a lot of people who are discriminated, LGBTQ, um, people being discriminated in Hungary can't get a lawyer and have an actual, actual court case against it anymore. Because as long as it is like, when it is, uh, if it is, not when, if it is an amendment to the constitution, there is no way that you can actually fight this in court. No, of course not. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, the only way to undo that is to get the, like, supermajority in parliament. Which, which you don't like, have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you don't have. And Hungary. You didn't bring your 50, your, your, your 50 boys with you. Like, yeah, come your on, 50 it's boys. Easy, or, it's simple. Yeah. Yeah, your 50 boys, or due to a weird oversight in the Constitution, your one intersex friend, which <laughs> now counts as uh, 50 electoral districts. Um, no, but like seriously, like Hungary has been for a very long time gerrymandered in favor of Viktor Orban's yeah. Fidesz party. So, yeah. Which is interesting because when you ask people, I saw some posts and when like you had, I don't know when it was like you had, I, I, I got a lie about the year, but you had mm. only like 18% of the population in favor of same-sex marriage in 2008 or something, and it actually went into the direction of it being more accepted in the population until... Fidesz came around and changed it all around. And they do a fucking great job at it, I gotta say, because Viktor Orban fucking hired a philosopher to write a new narrative, a myth of the nation. There is oh, a cool. yeah. I mean, you, you know how like one of his See, first. You hear that? Studying studying the humanities can get you a job. <laughs> yes, I, you can rewrite Victor Orban's scribe. <laughs> yeah, that would be the sorry. That would have been the that would have been the cherry on top of like what the fuck is happening with Jordan Peterson in like in Europe. If that was what it turns out, because like, you know, he goes to Russia, has the experimental like treatment to get rid of his like addiction. Then he ends up in Serbia. Gets coronavirus. The, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. During the like fake lockdown. But also he, during this time, he was also in Hungary, like writing a new narrative. <laughs> How to <laughs> clean like, your well, room in Hungary. Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> 12 rules to be Hungarian. No, but um, seriously, I find is myself like... swimming in goulash. <laughs> <laughs> paprika everywhere oh it's beautiful <laughs> yeah, go on uh but this is a per, uh an important uh thing to see how it could change from a quite i mean they had a liberal kind of like liberal left um government before you know and there was they the, they were considered a country that has quite progressive lgbt uh laws yeah yeah, yeah. 
in comparison to other Eastern European countries that were still like something like Latvia, for example, where the one time where Latvians and Russians uh, and Latvian Russians uh, go together protesting is when it comes to being uh, homophobic. Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Unity accomplished at last. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, another Nazgul party. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but yeah, look, I, I, I remember that like Hungary had this European image in the same way I think Czech Republic has now, mm-hmm. as like the, I think the, people still kind of view like the coolest you know, social, member of G Unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think people had this view of like social progression in Europe, starting from the West and slowly spreading east yeah so they're just like yeah okay of course like czech republic and hungary they're the ones that are like copping on first or hungary was a fucking poster child of mm. of neoliberalism of implementing everything in the 90s like getting super yeah. progressive being you know doing actually they did like there's a special path they went down in comparison to other countries by selling all of their companies uh not not selling that but yeah, kind of, yeah. All the factories to German car producers and stuff like that. So actually not, not counting that much on their own, um, infrastructure like Poland did, for example. Well, mm-hmm. they had the workers, they had the, uh, the factories, etc. But Hungary going the way of saying like, okay, what we do, we let a lot of fucking foreign investment in. And that yeah. foreign investment being Germany. So Hungary for a long time was a poster child <laughs> of the 19th trans, uh, transitioning transformation years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and Germany, Germany, as well as uh, Poland. And we know yeah. where that <laughs> Germany it all then, went very well. Germany yeah. then, of course, like installed their own CEOs to, you know, be exactly. the most Hungarian, exactly. the most yes. Hungarian people who exist yeah. with names like, you know, Dietrich von, you know, Sudetenland or whatever. <laughs> And he's just there being like, uh, this is my homemade goulash recipe. I'm one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing his uh, finest Hungarian suit. Actually, is. goulash is eaten in Germany a lot, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like he comes from a German family that just never touched the stuff until he became the, the CEO of Hungarian, like Hungarian company, Inc. Oh, wait, what is, what is the like most famous ship's fish? Um... <gasps> Chips frisch ungarisch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, See, yeah he's, he's just he's just giving interviews, just like munching, munching on a tire bag <laughs> and like like solving Rubik's cubes, being like, "I'm one of you." This is like okay. This is the kind of chips that you can get in the big package. You know, the yeah, plus yeah, yeah. two hundred and fifty gram package. The big. So Germans fucking love chips frisch frisch. Fresh. Chips fresh, Ungarish, yeah. <laughs> like chips fresh Hungarian. <laughs> yeah, Hungarian. I love in the German language just means we have shoved so much fucking paprika into this. Yes. you would not exactly, believe. exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Ungarish. There's paprika. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, 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 these packet of crisps is mostly paprika. There's barely any potatoes in this. <laughs> I never knew what that flavor was, like how that was any different from the like. Well, the, the it's god, flavored the, Ungarish. <laughs> yeah, the god awful flavor of like Ungarish chips and paprika are the worst flavors, and they both are very similar. Just one's more paprika than the other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the short of this is um, Hungary is fucked. Yes. Large part due to the 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 small snowball that we got rolling in the 90s where we like 
sold all Hungarian companies and all Hungarian workers to be ground up into a fine powder that would be put on crisps for the German market <laughs> to consume. And then yeah. so and you're, telling me, have... you're, you're telling me that, that the Ungarische chips are not vegan. <laughs> but Germans also love cannibalism too, so this like kind of fits then. I'm not as worried. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but now, like now, we we got this ball rolling in the 90s, and lo and behold, here we are in the year of our Lord 2020. And now we have like homophobia, the country. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, that's cool. Yeah this this came a long way. I mean, it started with Fidesz. It started with like ruling out gender studies. Uh, like oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. not being a thing in Hungary anymore. Um, also, I mean, you can say about the central, uh, European university, whatever you want, but like kicking them out of the country due to this, like Soros, um, conspiracy kind of yeah. thing. You can still attend that university, but on the prospectus, every word has the triple parentheses around it yeah. by Hungarian <laughs> law. Yeah. As far as I know, they relocated to Austria. Yeah, if you yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. makes sense. It's Austria, Hungary. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is that is that is like Hungarian libs, like ideal society so, is like Austria. Yeah. So yeah. seriously, what what I have to say, like this is, mm. and it's it's kind of scary how smart this is in the sense of Victor Orban really putting an emphasis on. Uh, creating this like narrative of a nation and, and what a Hungarian is and what like this, this idea of being the gatekeeper of like Catholicism and, and Christian values, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like trying to place himself at the top of being a conservative country and still a democracy somehow, you know? Um, actually fucking like, uh, establishing the term of an illiberal democracy and everyone yes. fucking uses it without mm. even being critical about it. Like, there's so many sociological texts about this using exactly this term, like a term that mm. Victor Orban made up, not seeing that there are, that it's very like selective in the sense. Doesn't it our would best be boy use that term a lot? What is our best boy? <laughs> uh, Yasha Monk doesn't use that term a lot? Probably. Yeah. I find that very um misleading actually because it doesn't see how Orban uses a lot of um a lot a lot of instruments and mechanisms of the EU to get money to still like kind of it, I think like selective would would be a better word than a liberal in that sense. I think that yeah, I think know? that just no no, I think that like like the the means of like like nitpicking it's just kind of stupid because at the end of the day it kind of shows the sense of what's happening with Macron is that you can exist as a right-wing lunatic yeah. in <clears throat> the European Union framework because you're not really threatening the like whatever quote-unquote European values are, but the primary one being that you just maintain a capitalist economy. That's the only thing that's yeah. really like set in stone legally by the European Constitution, and that's upheld by, you know, European central courts. So, yeah, like, the racism they don't like and the homophobia they don't like and this and that and that, but they can just loophole their way out of this shit and continuously do it because then at the end of the day, too, like, Orban can just use the whole thing of, like, how the EU... um 
the EU threatens Hungarian sovereignty and That's interesting. continuously yeah. be so popular while then using the EU sovereign, you know, using the EU mechanisms to then prop up his fucking bizarre uh, projects and whatnot. And this is the same thing we see with, with like the other like the 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 international nationalist movements and whatnot they they just they they aren't actually explicitly EU they're just against when the EU oversteps their boundaries when they say hey maybe you shouldn't be racist mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't like purge refugees or like you know be homophobic but then at the end of the day they you know stamp their feet long enough the EU slaps them on the wrist with a fake fucking you know lawsuit and they can go about the rest of the day being shitty and the only thing that then is different is that Orban is just not liked by the EU thing which then look at someone like Macron who is liked by the EU like politico bubble and just that whole thing of the Brussels fucking weirdos who all want to fuck him like (laughs) I mean Macron literally passed one of the most like attempted to pass one of the most fascist decrees with none of them batting an eye until French protesters started lighting cops on fire you know like like but there is this difference when it comes to um I mean, what Orban has is the support of the population, like, big time. And that is something that, what I said, is very smart about his whole strategy is that he uses this whole... No, no, no. I'm just saying he uses this whole culture war kind of, like, mindset. So he does fucking pay money to to have a philosopher just for the feeders ideology to create like what is a hungarian you know and to make people believe in that he fuck what did he do when corona started like one of his uh decrees um was to to be the boss of all theater councils and shit like that and museums like he is he does understand what it like it seems like he is a fucking Gramsci scholar when it comes to cultural hegemony yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> yeah the right yeah, does like, the right does understand that quite well actually that's also where their like critique of the liberal like media sphere and the liberal state does come from as well it's actually quite Gramscian so I mean I don't want to fucking talk about theory and whatnot but yeah you're absolutely right the idea that then that like that this new wave of right-wing politics in Europe is like knuckle-dragging you know like skinhead Nazi losers is what liberals want you to pretend it is where the reality of it is I mean look at this shit just like how it, it's happening within you know, the US or I mean, even like Germany and stuff like that. Why are there so many fucking people with like, with like, you know, their PhDs who join the AFD? Like, there yeah. is an intellectual backbone that the right has that the left, you know, not even the left, but that liberals just completely ignore because they think that then like, well, if you read enough facts, you'll automatically become liberal. And it's like, that just isn't true. That's just objectively not true. Look at them in the sense of like the, like, of like the like Historica debate in Germany, that there's an actual debate on like, how the Holocaust happened because right-wingers don't want to fucking admit that it was because of right-wing policies in Germany, you know, and racism and all this stuff. Oh, no, no, no. It was because of the Bolsheviks. Fuck off. Like, just get out of here. And that's taken seriously in Germany still, you know? And that that discussion is entirely controlled by the right. And if anyone's ever stepped on a German university would know how conservative a lot of your professors are, particularly in the social sciences, and how, or in the United States, neoconservative and 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 neoliberalism and all that stuff is like the dominating ideology 
You know, there isn't like this stuff can exist perfectly fine within it, you know, but then it can also simultaneously pretend that it's like this punk thing against it at the same like uh, what's his name? Paul Joseph Watson actually was kind of right in the sense of pointing out that that like being conservative is punk because you can be within the system and then somehow then fight against it simultaneously. Like it sounds stupid, but he is right. Now I have to think of the FTP. Um, uh, the campaign, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 happened this week. But like that's that's um, so like the, the going to the comparison of like Orban versus uh, Macron is very interesting because uh, in this light you see how kind of intellectually lazy uh, Macron is. Yeah, of course, because... Orban Orban is not. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, because like Orban is like trying to build something cultural something that will last beyond orbit i asked myself yeah. uh just real quick uh um i asked myself if that has a bit to do with like how he was active politically before you know that he knows these yeah strategies yeah 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 you know he comes he, from a yeah, he comes quite left, left background. yeah exactly he was a member yeah. of the communist party exactly yeah so yeah. i figured that maybe he yeah he knows. He 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 <laughs> he thinks about politics in a way more like theoretical and yeah. uh, academic sense that I than pragmatic. Macron yeah, Macron being yeah. like the pra- pragmatic, perfect technocrat kind of situation. Yes, the, this is the yeah. this is the centrist shit of like yeah. yeah. There is there is no ideology within neoliberalism. Remember, I, think I mean, Macron, yeah, yeah, there is there but, is obviously. Yeah, yeah, but like, I know, I know. But, that's what they tell themselves. But <laughs> Macron, yes. Macron just thinks he's like a vessel where like. Uh, uh, you do the like pragmatic Orban, thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just he's a vessel for liberalism. But the reality of it is that then, yeah, I would agree. Someone like Orban is far more well versed on definitely on uh, theory. <laughs> like the, you, you said it perfectly that, that that Orban takes it as the culture war and. The European version of the culture war is actually quite academic. It isn't this thing of like how it is in the U.S. of being like, well, this is just our culture, this and that. It is very much the sense of like, look at how proud we are as like this, you know, yeah. Catholic, well, you know, well-read intellectual society. And the right in Europe is very, very, very good at tapping into that with then also yeah. tapping into like the Nazi shit. You know, well, Hungary is like Hungary just re- like Orban just really wants to build an entire like intellectual movement around the very simple comment. If yeah. it wasn't for us fuckers, you'd all be speaking Ottoman. Pretty, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. what I what, yeah what I meant when yeah. I said I I think I used the word gatekeeping that doesn't work in that sense, but yeah, no, <laughs> he was literally gatekeeping. Yeah, but yes. literally, yeah, you know, like the gate. Europe keeping that that's that's the narrative they said but that's also a very similar yeah. narrative to is it Lithuania or Latvia that has the like defenders against the Mongol hordes kind of narrative of their nation um it's the one that's on their crest is like the crusader I think that's Lithuania yeah um, it could be oh that would be yeah that would be Lithu- Lithuania Poland kind of kingdom shit yeah. going on right the empire there that yeah. went down to Ukraine and Belarus. So that's, that's, and, written into, yeah. that's written into like the modern Lithuanian national narrative. That makes sense is... because Latvia was never that big. <laughs> they never no, had such exactly. a power. Because Still they never... isn't. We're keeping it that way. <laughs> because they never married, uh, married a Polish uh, prince. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's, that's, how you, that's how you rise up in the ranks. Yeah. But it, it is... Um, yeah, I guess like people like Macron kind of give their, their, their ideology or like their... They view themselves as self-evidently right, like cr- yeah. self-evidently correct. Whereas I think 
probably from his time in the left, but also the American right understands this as well, that they they need to put in the work to justify their position. Like, this is why American right makes things like Prager you. Yeah, exactly. And this is why uh, Victor Orban's hiring, like, a philosopher from craigslist or whatever to like write a national narrative for hungary i just like where do you get a philosopher i don't understand from university probably yeah fair enough but like i just like there's like a there's like a wanted ads or like monster.com it's just so fucking hi i'm a philosopher for right-wing uh national narratives so if you want a really cool story like uh My probably like the something templars something, uh the roman em- the roman empire with the wolf shit stuff like that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Auto- <laughs> ottoman empire but make it back with do it do it christian you know like with the wolf yeah. shit as well so I just like the idea of like, hey, I can I can work for like eight euro an hour justifying that actually the Roman Empire was Hungarian. Don't worry, I will <laughs> oh get God. there. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Hungary is really fucked. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about there. And Yulia is very smart about this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> about Eastern Europe. So we will come back to this topic. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we're moving. We're moving uh, last, but certainly not least, moving further east. Uh, this is in no way important news. It's just funny because it happens once a year, and I feel that we should just, like, for the sake of the holiday, cover it. No, we're <laughs> not talking time. about Christmas. It's that it's time the of the year. It's the most magical time. It's Vladimir Putin's <laughs> end of the year press conference that lasts Woo. like six hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you do, you gotta do it right. <laughs> and he yeah, does. Right? He does it so... I, I don't know if anyone watched it. I was like... I was watching it live for a bit, which is like really hard depending on which like which stream you get because like some of the streams are horribly overdubbed. Mm. But, oh. you know, uh, um, he was doing this thing where he was like projected on a screen to <laughs> everyone. Who, Journalists... I mean, yeah. Sitting yeah, like so that, in in social distancing, kind of. Yeah, there was yeah. social distance, but they yeah. were all like across Russia, obviously. So there are like people in like Novosibirsk and people in Vladivostok, people in you know Moscow, people in Saint Petersburg, people everywhere. Like they would pan to them, they'd ask him questions, and his just face is just projected onto a massive <laughs> screen, like beautiful a galactic overlord. And then people just like come up to the microphone, and be like "Spasiba, Vladimir Vladimirovich," and then just like go on and like just ask him like some of the questions, just being like, "This has been a hard." year what do you think that that has been you know what, what have been some of the highlights and just like putin um because i asked i asked a friend of the show putin, Milo putin please this. what are your putin what are your top five anime betrayals <laughs> yeah. like i i i asked uh, i asked good friend of the show milo our, our our good boy who's you know lived in russia fluent in russian and i asked him like do you watch these have you seen them He's like no 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 but like the thing that's so funny is that then because we always hear putin overdubbed and putin in russian is yeah. like very different than you would imagine maybe like you mm. could like elaborate on that a bit yulia well he he's funny <laughs> he's yeah. kind of like yeah he's funny he's kind of like telling you things i don't know i i always have it's weird to say right i always have the feeling like he's very comfortable in his position <laughs> yes exactly he's like really chill he's just, yeah like, he's, he's, he's like chill. very silly answers like he makes like, jokes but <laughs> yeah Stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like I, I, I can give the perception of what like it sounds like when you only hear overdubbed Putin. Because when you only hear overdubbed Putin, it does sound like you know menacing yeah. and curt and like to the point and 
like tough guy mobster because the only yeah. time we ever get his quotes overdubbed is like when he says something kind of threatening yeah. and that's all we ever hear from him and it's always done by this very frank like english speaking guy being like yeah, yes and yeah. this is why we will turn ukraine into like a wasteland <laughs> so what i asked myself actually there's this clip by putin and that was earlier this it was actually just a few months ago um when Putin comes into a room and they are all sitting very like far away from each other, maybe it's because of social distancing. I don't know. They're not wearing masks. So I don't know from where when this it clip also just is. Be ceremony. Yeah. yeah. So he's coming into the room. He's sitting down and he says, "Like, why are you sit- sitting so far away from me?" And someone answers, "Just uh, no." And he asks, "Like, is it because of blah blah blah, or is it because you're scared of me?" And then someone answers, like with a straight face, "Yeah, it's because we are scared of you." And then he says, uh, Harasho. So, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, just starts with a briefing. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so it's probably, like... it's just, probably just to, to, I don't know, to put out there to make people, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I whatever. sent Yulia. <laughs> I sent Yulia today the original. So like the original RT stream of him in Russian talking about. And the video is just that then that then Rupley has says Russia compared to West, we are warm and fluffy. <laughs> warm that and fluffy. being being a direct quote. And I like you read through the 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 translation. You're like this doesn't make any sense. But then like. He actually said that. He said that in comparison to the relationship between the like like the NATO members, yeah. Russia is compared to being warm and fluffy to like the like kind of brutal and mean infrastructure of NATO. Yeah. And literally using these words of warm and fluffy, which I would never imagine like coming out of Putin's mouth and had to like like just kind of navigate. And he had to say... yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, so it's... like yeah, the one part is the same for like white, so it's like uh, what's the word again? Bounty, belly, mm. um, and fluffy is actually fluffy. <laughs> nice. So, yes. so I don't think that he said like. Uh, so you can translate it as warm and fluffy. And then he continues, and uh, he continues with saying like, okay, we at least like got rid of that one certain Soviet dictator. I guess. I guess he's talking about Stalin. <laughs> I personally get, I got rid of him. <laughs> he was not warm and fluffy. So we had to get but rid of him. But as a country, and then said like we never like no, he didn't say that, but in the sense of like, okay, and we were nice and NATO's infrastructure is kind of like a mini and NATO is a mini, so we actually I mean are yeah, warm like, and fluffy in comparison to NATO. <laughs> One of the underrated moments of the year of 2020, because so much shit happened, and this was like very bureaucratic and kind of like stupid, but like two NATO members, Turkey and France, almost went to war with each other. Greece and Turkey almost went to war with each other. They were doing like like maneuvers against each other and shit. Yes, this is this is a weird year in general. But um, yeah, sorry. One more thing of a direct Putin quote that is my mm. absolute favorite thing of maybe the news this week is that here it is. So I have it. This is this is the direct quote. Um, the Berlin Clinic patient is supported by by the U.S. <laughs> security services in this case. And if it is mm. correct, then it is a matter of curiosity and our security services should keep an eye on him. But this doesn't mm. mean that we have we have to poison him. Who needs to poison him? If someone wanted, they would have finished the job. <laughs> yes. Never, never <laughs> referring to Alexei Navalny 
at all by name. Only yeah. like completely dehumanizing him to the point of just the Berlin Clinic patient, which is mm. such a big baller fucking big dick move that I like. I mean, I get it. I get it. Putin fucking sucks <laughs> and whatnot, but he's also yeah. like, especially uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, but hang like, on. Can I just can I just say that like my me and Nick's new math core band is going to be called Berlin Clinic Patient. I, I think that's a good. That's name. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of this episode. So, I think. So. It's interesting because, like, how he finishes, like, New Year's speech, whatever that is, is, like, mm. by saying that, I think, well, my Russian isn't that good. So, call me out if I'm wrong. But, like, uh, the never, fam- ne- we, we are We are never wrong on this show. Okay. Never says on our yeah, Patreon. So, like, like uh, that, um, that family is key and that they mm. were pay like 5,000 rubles for each child under 7 years old by New Year's or something? Oh, <laughs> That's shit. a stimulus, right? That's a pretty good... Like, okay, I don't know what 5,000 rubles is or what Not that much, you. actually. Not not that okay. much. Like, uh, I think it it's would like 500 like, bucks or something like that. Oh, I don't know anymore. But, yeah, probably. That, that currency is kind of all over the place at the moment. Yeah. When you... Tr- I mean, I mean, I was more thinking like, what does it buy you in most of Russia? Like, what's it like? Oh, because... cigarettes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sick. Yes, kids for cigarettes. I love this program. <laughs> Actually, that's what I bought mostly when yeah. I was in Russia. Yeah, that yeah. classic. Yeah, the classic. Like the 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 Soviet answer to the Marshall Plan was just children <laughs> babes for, cigarette for smokes. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> Putin's New Year's plan of babes for smokes. Let's go. <laughs> I just find it so fucking interesting that he did the same thing that he did years like that is kind of like his strategy of addressing Navani by not addressing him you know so like as Navani king, grew as, as Navani grew an important figure in in Russian like uh counter media kind of like YouTube whatever situations he did mm. his videos or on his own website I don't know about corruption actually like actually use <laughs> Putin kind of turned it around by also using corruption against uh, certain oligarchs that they they were just in the wrong, you know, they were yeah. just oligarch to, at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, the, yeah. In the beginning, <laughs> there was like kind of like a contract between oligarchs and uh, like an unspoken contract between Putin and oligarchs by um, <laughs> fellas. By, don't you hate when you're just like siphoning <laughs> money from the Russian state somewhere else, just like on the wrong day, and you get caught by, like, the, by Vladimir no, Putin? <laughs> it kind of like said, as long as you don't challenge me politically, you can have as much yeah. money as you want and whatever like, position you, that you want. You might you might wake up one morning. You might find yourself thinking, "This is not my beautiful yeah. uh, bot wife. <laughs> this isn't my tiny fiefdom in Siberia." And the days go by. <laughs> but um, as as soon like okay, that contract actually broke like two years, three years ago, or something when he arrested someone for um, fraud and and corruption. That was actually kind of Putin loyal, never involved in politics or anything like that. Uh, so he arrested this person. I forgot his name, but it was like an agra ministry kind of uh, com- company, whatever, you know. Okay. And they, I don't know what they wanted. Maybe they wanted the company. <laughs> 
Um, but this person was arrested due to corruption. Maybe it was real corruption. Nobody knows. But it's actually interesting how Putin is like playing this card that Navalny uses against the Kreml in the sense of, okay, there's a lot of corruption going on. You know, what Putin tries to do here is kind of like a state involvement, like nationalizing a lot of like main industries. Maybe rightfully so, nationalizing industries. I love that. But <laughs> for what purposes? That was a question. Um, And so that, um, what he did, I don't know why I talked about that, but, uh, what he did with Navani is like ignoring him, even though he was talking about the same issue that Putin was talking mm. about, but Putin was using it in a political sense about like corruption, you know, kind of like yeah. putting other people in position. And Navani was doing it in the sense of, okay, everyone hates corruption in Russia. Be Because this is how we go. And this is kind of like a super liberal take. Always like, you know, transparency, international and yes. stuff like that. Kind of like reinforcing. And I'm sorry. Totally like, I don't, not a sketch organization. I don't like that NGO. Yes. Uh, by reinforcing these kind of liberal normatives on countries saying, okay, this is corruption, this is corruption and shit. Like whatever. You know, you saw what happened yeah. in Brazil and shit. So I don't know that much about Brazil, but uh, we have uh, Bolsonaro now. So <laughs> yeah, but like um, Navalny would also be the kind of guy who because there was a great moment in Irish political history where Fianna Fáil, one of the parties that's been in charge for a long time, yeah. was like criticized as being like the party of brown envelopes. What that meant is like bribes, basically, from business leaders. Yeah. Like in yeah, yeah, and that was under uh, one of. Um, Nick's favorite Irish political leader's names, Charlie Hawhey. Yeah, you just keep calling. Yeah, he's the he's the guy who neoliberalized Ireland. Charlie Hawhey. Yeah, Charlie Hawhey. Um, who like he was the party of he was Fianna Fáil the brown envelopes, mm -hmm. and then after him we got Bertie Ahern, mm -hmm. and he just kind of legalized the bribery like it, it, he you know he just changed it from like oh we go to this part and we all get like brown envelopes he just changed it from that to lobbying yeah yeah, yeah lobbying exactly, is yeah. exactly, exactly that. what is lobbying yeah. if not bribes like what and that's fuck? exactly yeah. what Novani would probably do to exactly. Russia. He would just exactly. yeah formalize yeah. the process exactly and i agree yeah. with that so like um I'm just saying it's super interesting that he still calls him like, um, so in some of the translation by this New Year's uh, speech, even though there aren't really like, they're just highlights. And this one is a highlight of calling him the one patient, number one the, patient in Berlin yeah, or something. The Berlin. Yeah. The, the, the Berlin patient. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's that cool sounds like name. public enemy <laughs> or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but not because, and he does that all the fucking time. He, doesn't want to recognize his outreach or anything like that it's yeah. so smart though it's yeah. so fucking smart yeah but yeah. yeah i guess on on that note um uh uh you know the family is strong and uh we will be giving you five thousand rubles uh, <laughs> uh yeah for all we of will our reimburse you we'll reimburse you for the cost of a pack of cigarettes if you have a child <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, I guess that that's pretty much it for this week. Europe is is chugging along, even though there's not much like going on going on. There's still like just you know, yeah, it still can't cease to be ridiculous. 
We, we love it, folks. I think this is actually our last show before Christmas as oh, well. Oh, shit. Yeah, true. Yeah, so... Uh, we are staying in Berlin, except for Rob, who's in the great country. <laughs> yeah. Rob, Rob is in... Uh, Rob's in Turkey. <laughs> yeah, Rob's, Rob is in Izmir, yeah. <laughs> trying to firmly establish that it was never Greek. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what Rob's up to. And we're we're all stuck in Berlin, and... We can't really see each other due to the lockdown, but I will. I'll deliver you guys some cookies. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll make some cookies and we'll bring them to you. I, I was gonna do the same, but okay, whatever, bro. We'll we'll all exchange cookies. Okay, you get yeah. Christmas cards from me because you all have cookies already. So <laughs> yeah, yeah Yulia doesn't want us to get fat, so yeah, she wants. She's true. like, we still have to stay hot. I just want yeah. you. To, yeah, I want you to stay hot and read. like 2021 like hopefully the vaccine will get around and we can finally do the live show that we plan to do right before the first i know one lucky one lucky audience member will get the covid vaccine and be bimbified before the entire (laughs) rest of the bar i gotta say but we didn't make a smart decision before even a lockdown existed yeah yeah we we were responsible good good people good people great Uh, people yeah well, and on that, note, on, on that note, on on that note of applauding ourselves for Yay. our good COVID policy, <laughs> come on, <laughs> better um, than Germany's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, we will see. That and our new babies for cigarettes <laughs> program, we've got it down. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys all then next week. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Ciao.